Welcome to 2D Pokies Under the Influence. My name is Pete Berthod, and my co-host is Robbie Dowling. We're coming back a little sooner than we expected, Robbie. Uh, you were kind enough to reach out to another guest, and we're having someone from the team over at Phil Steele's Preview Magazine uh, coming on today. I'm pretty excited about it, man. Yeah, I'm super excited, and his focus is uh, predominantly in the ACC. So, um, you know, it should be should be a good conversation, pretty insightful. Phil Steele's magazine, for a little bit of background, is always proven as the most accurate, at least when he runs his numbers and, and puts it out there every year. That's 19 years in a row. I think they're the most accurate preview magazine. It's the Bible to a lot of people in the summer before the college football season starts, and anyone and everyone pretty much knows about Phil Steele and his preview mag. They have Virginia Tech at number 25 this year. He also put us as his number eight surprise team, meaning gun to his head, we'd be number 25, but there's a good chance that we could be better than that. He also has our linebackers as the number nine unit at that position, our DBs as the number three unit, and our special teams at number 18. So why don't we give our guest a call and see what he has to say about the Hokies. We are happy to welcome in Chris Van Dyne. He has been working with Phil Steele on the magazine for the last six years. He is their ACC, SEC, and Conference USA coordinator. Chris, thanks for coming on with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm going to be good to talk some football. You know, summer's just flying away. We'll be football season here in a couple months. So, uh, Hokie's going to have a good season this year, I think. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we're that's hoping, what we're hoping. For. I think it's interesting to us, just given how how much information ends up in in uh, the preview magazine that you have, we're we're kind of hoping to find out a little bit about the process and and more specifically how you go about trying to get as much inside information on teams and drafting the magazine. Um, obviously, the the preview is highly analytical. So, do you rely more on the analytical side on trying to get inside information on what's happening, who might be starting, using resources that you may have around the league or within the conferences, or is it kind of a heavy mix of both of those? It's a mix of both. Um, we do a lot of research on every team, and uh, Phil also talks to a lot of the coaches personally. We have a lot of valuable uh, sources that uh, we get information from, and uh, just our own analytics ourselves uh, helps us put together this magazine, and it takes a lot of work. Uh, it really does, but uh, it, obviously you see the the the, uh, the detail that's put into it so it pays off in the end and in that uh i guess all told what's the what's the length of what it takes for you guys to draft just on that point when kind of start to finish what would you put in is it all year are you guys already ramping up for for next year's and and thinking through or is it really after the season wraps up you guys you know take some time off and then you're kind of hit the ground running so there's really no time off but uh we we put time into the magazine pretty much all year. The writing process takes about six months. The research process is ongoing every day. Uh, we put time into reading about every team uh, throughout the season, and then uh, once the season's over, we get into the process of writing it. Uh, depending on how each team does, you know, some teams you can get started on a little earlier. But we put a lot of time into into the research and then also the writing, and it it takes uh, the the whole process is all year long. 
Okay. And uh, just going into the, the, the way that you end up at your final rankings, um, you know, where we know the, the, I guess the, it's the nine power ratings, I believe that it's called that you use to determine your preseason rankings. Um, everything from, uh, returning, you know, starters is obviously critical. That's mentioned a lot, um, in, uh, in by Phil and, and your team in the magazine, but then there's also, you know, strength of schedule, the individual unit rankings, the recruiting, how beyond that, um, that, you know, returning starters, how heavily is everything else weighed? Is it equally, or how's that go about? Each power rating is different. Um, Phil has come up with these power ratings himself. He puts a lot of time and energy into that. Uh, so when when we look at those power ratings, each one has different weights. I can't get into it. It's, it's too complicated to get into right. uh, as far as how each one, each different one works. But, uh, you know, experience is a big part, of course. Uh, it's, it's not just st- uh, starters lost to starters back. It's also... Uh, how many of your top rushers or top tacklers are coming back? A guy might not have started a lot, but had a lot of tackles. So you look at, you look at that. You look at uh, uh, guys that were out for last year that are returning. Um, so there, there's a lot of different factors and experience as well. And then schedule. Um, we don't do a lot with recruiting itself, but we look at uh, the we use the recruiting services to come up with what we call a PS number. And that PS number is, uh, it's a conglomerate of the, uh, top four recruiting services and how they would rank that, that player together. So that's where you get the PS numbers. And that's kind of a, uh, kind of tells you how talented that kid is coming in. Right. And then I guess um, my last question, then I was going to turn it over to Pete for some other questions, is from a projection standpoint, how do you handle difficult situations like we're seeing with Virginia Tech this year and the QB competitions that you see across the country, um, where right now it's unclear. It seems like Jackson is is probably going to get the nod, but you have A.J. Bush and Hendon Hooker um, there as well in a kind of full-blown competition, very similar to what Virginia Tech tech saw last year um and and not knowing who's going to be under center and then obviously like paying off pretty well with gerard evans so how how do you guys go through that process and thinking how that could affect the the rankings overall well each case is uh, dealt with individually last year we looked at virginia tech as having a it, it almost seemed like a little more experience because while Evans was new to the, the program, he was an experienced ju- junior college guy. He had, uh, you know, played well in junior college and was coming in highly talented kid, unfortunately decided to leave early. So you're again left with inexperience, a quarterback. And uh, we also like Jackson to win that job right now. As far as how we determine uh, who we think would win that would win a particular job or how that will affect each team, it really depends on what they have around them. You know, uh, an experienced quarterback with an inexperienced offensive line, obviously that that could be detrimental to the offense. Um, luckily for Virginia Tech, they do have a little bit more around their new quarterback, uh, especially at the offensive line. So uh, while we they are going to have some regression at quarterback this year in terms of numbers. They will still be productive. So flipping back to last year briefly, 
What were the thoughts among the yeah. Phil Steele team about Virginia Tech, your preseason number 43 team in 2016, making it to the ACC title game and getting within a touchdown in that game against the eventual national champs? Well, they were. we recognized they were a talented team last year. Um, it, w- with the inexperience of quarterback and the competition in the division, in particular, uh, you know, North Carolina and uh, Pitt was very competitive last year. But we, while we were a little surprised they made the ACC championship game, um, it wasn't a surprise, especially with a first-year coach, that, uh, th- that they did as well as they did. I think that... Uh, Fuente did a great job in his first year, obviously making the ACC title game. But I think that was actually helped by, you know, being smart enough to keep a guy like Bud Foster on board. And he had the the talent there already from the Beamer years. And uh, having a guy like Foster kind of help him along in the process you know, it's not a. It's not everyone's learning a, a new system, and you got to wonder if they wouldn't have, if they wouldn't have kept Foster around, how good would that defense have been? It still would have been good, but it might not have been as good as they were if they don't keep Bud Foster around. So Fuente did a really good job in that first year. He was the ACC Coach of the Year in his in his first year, but having Foster there really helped that process, and that was a huge reason why they made the ACC championship game. Absolutely. It was it was a major coup to keep Bud around and, and everyone at Virginia Tech, all the fans just were, were pumped when that happened. He's like a legend there. <laughs> He's like a legend there. So it's it's a guy that you'd you'd hate to see go and uh you know, Fuente recognized that and he he kept him around and it it did his program a solid for that for the first season. So it looks like you guys are pretty bullish on Miami this year, especially with them being your number eleven preseason top 40 team your number two surprise team that will obviously be a critical game for vt especially on the road are there any thoughts that you have on the matchup and is the winner of that game going to be the coastal champ yes i would say the winner of that will the winner of that game will be the coastal champ um we like miami a lot this year of course you mentioned uh some some of the spots we have ranked in as far as our uh, surprise team and uh, the uh, overall ranking number eleven. They also have a new quarterback coming in this year. They lost Brad Kaya, but they have a lot of talent around them. We have their defense rated slightly better than uh, Virginia Tech's, which is a big reason why. And the other big thing, as far as why we have Miami ahead of Virginia Tech, is they get the home game. Uh, that's, a, that's a big home game for Miami, and it's going to be a tough spot for for Virginia Tech to go into. So uh, we like Miami a little more this year. Virginia Tech, we have ranked 25th, so uh, they're they're not uh, outside the top 25. Uh, they're they're right on the fringe. <clears throat> but uh, we just like Miami a little bit more as far as that matchup goes. Uh, Miami's got a very experienced defense going up against the inexperienced off against the inexperienced quarterback, I should say. And, uh, you know, Miami's just got a a little bit more talent on defense, we feel. So that'll be the difference in the game. And that's saying something because you have our defense ranked pretty high as far as the various units go. And we're going to be strong on that side of the football. So if they're better than us on defense, that's a scary thought. It, 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 if if they're better, they're not much better. But both defenses are fantastic. The, uh, the we have Virginia Tech's 
uh, linebackers and DBs ranked second in the ACC. Uh, we also have Virginia Tech special teams ranked second in the ACC, which, uh, which in a game like that could be a big difference. So uh, they could be the, the swing in the game as Virginia Tech special teams are known for their special teams. And uh, the, the last few years, they've been kind of moving, moving back up our special teams rankings. Last year, they were number four, 44. So uh, that could be a big uh, factor in that game if they can pull it off. But uh, like I said, we like Miami a little bit more. What do you think the chances are, and not just based on the rankings, that uh, Georgia Tech pulls a, a Georgia Tech? When nobody's looking at them, they, they make a big jump. When everybody's looking at them, they seem to fall off. Um, what, do you, uh, what are your thoughts on whether Paul Johnson's squad um, might be able to pull something out this year? It just always seems when they go under the radar for a little bit, they, they, they do something big. They're always a dangerous team. Georgia Tech, because of the triple option, uh, makes it really tough to uh, to game plan against them. Um, sometimes you just have to have the right situation. Uh, Virginia Tech uh, will have a tough matchup there. Uh, that game is on the road, so you know that's a dangerous spot to play in. As far as how we think Georgia Tech's going to do this year, they'll be a very competitive team. They'll be a bowl team again, uh, and they're always dangerous. You, you go on the road, you better be prepared to play. And that's going to be a tough spot for Virginia Tech because they're just coming off the Miami game. You can't have a letdown. You know, you, you don't want to fall asleep to that game because next thing you know, Georgia Tech's running all over you. So that's, that's definitely a dangerous game for Virginia Tech. They're going to have to keep focused after that Miami game, win or lose, because if you win, you can't have your head too high. And if you, if you lose, you can't have your head down when you're playing Georgia Tech. Yeah, GT is probably our least favorite matchup on the schedule every year just because it's it's a grind watching that offense go up against you. Yeah, it is and you know, you you'd like to get that bye week before them. Unfortunately, that, you know, that's doesn't usually happen, but uh you'd like to get that bye week right before you play Georgia Tech to get a little more time to prepare for it. So if VT were to win the Coastal and go up against your projected Atlantic winner Florida State, what would be the biggest thing that has to go right for us to win that game? Uh, our line play, stopping their run, just a lot of luck in general because that team is loaded. Yeah, Florida State's loaded. Um, for Virginia Tech, to, if they were to get that far to beat Florida State, they would have to. They, they'd have to do a lot of things right. That, but again, Virginia Tech's a talented football team, so there's there's. It's not like we're talking about a miracle that they would need, but they would need to uh, to control Francois, control him, and not let him get outside the pocket, not let him uh, make big plays. Uh, as far as uh, Virginia Tech's offense, they would have to move the ball on the ground and they have to keep it balanced. You know that they've got a lot of talent in their, in their running game with McMillan. We think that he's going to go back a little bit more to his 2015 form. Uh, but uh, whoever the quarterback is, whether it's Jackson or Bush or even uh, Hooker as a freshman, yeah, unlikely. But you know, um, it would have to be a game where they keep balance. They would have to find some 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 gaps in the air and get some plays downfield to be able to beat Florida State. And on that surprise team note that you guys make in the magazine. You said that if Virginia Tech were to get to the ACC title game with a one loss, 
they would have a shot at getting into the playoff, most likely. I mean, that's that would be pretty much the case for any Power 5 team, but that definitely got me excited, and obviously it's a long shot, but who would your four playoff teams be right now? Right now our four playoff teams are uh, Alabama, Ohio State, uh, Florida State, and USC. So, yeah, if, if Virginia Tech were to get there with one loss, and frankly any team in the ACC uh, – that's a very strong conference this year, then uh, that they're going to have a chance if, if they win the ACC title game to get in the playoff. Well, Chris, we really appreciate you coming on. Where can people uh, find you uh, on Twitter, and what else do you have coming up from the magazine? Well, we've got a lot of things going on. Um, one thing you want to you want to check out is philsteel.com. I don't know if you guys have been on there, but uh, of it... it it's almost an extension of the magazine, and philsteel.com has a lot of good information on it. You're you're talking about uh, uh, experience charts uh, that are updated throughout the season, um, different rankings like our special teams rankings that are updated throughout the season. There's a lot of good information on there, as well as, uh, if you're up for it, the uh, Phil Steel Plus, which is just $89.00. And you can get that throughout the football season. And Phil Steel Plus gets you access to our team pages, which is what Phil actually uses. This is a tool that Phil actually uses to forecast and uh, look at different games throughout the season. It's a really helpful tool. We use it every day when, when the season's going on to just look at how teams match up. And it, uh, it's something that you won't find anywhere else. And that's updated as the season progresses, correct? Yes, uh, every Sunday morning we update it, so that, that, that is something that we, it's a labor of love. We really take that seriously, and we get it updated. The information is, I mean, 99.9% accurate. We make sure that uh, our information is correct, and uh, it, it uh, is not just statistical information. It's uh, analytical information where you're looking at how teams are doing versus their competition throughout the season, uh, and then... You know, if, if anyone has any questions, they can always call our office. Uh, the number is 1-866-918-7711. We're open Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Saturday uh, 10 to noon. And uh, you can get help buying the magazine. You can get help with uh, the uh, Phil Steel Plus. Uh, we'll be happy to help you with anything you need. And that's uh, something that you really want to uh, check out if you if you are interested. Phil Steel Plus is absolutely a phenomenal uh, product to, to use during the football season. Well, thanks again. And, yeah, the magazine really is amazing. When you are talking earlier about what goes into it, I can only imagine how much work goes into that with how packed every page is. It's, it's almost comical how much information is on every page. It's awesome. <laughs> I can't I can't ex- explain how many hours it goes into it between the, you know Phil is he's just a workhorse he he puts a lot of time into this magazine it is something that he takes very seriously and obviously with with the with the level of you know dedication that goes into this magazine but uh it, when you're reading this magazine these are his thoughts and what he really feels about these teams and he puts a lot of work into it so uh, and one other thing I do want to mention, make sure if you, if you're not already, make sure you follow Phil on Twitter. Uh, he's one of the top 10 college football Twitter accounts. It's at Phil Steele 042. That's at P H I L S T E E L E 042. 
and uh, his Twitter account is it's also a great tool. He he sends out a lot of good information. So uh, make sure you follow that if you're on Twitter. All right, Chris. Thanks again. Okay. Thank you, guys, and uh, good luck to your Hokies this year. Appreciate it. All right. Man. Take care. Well, that was great, Robbie. I I thought that interview went really well. There's a lot of information. Obviously, Chris, some of that may tie right into what you're reading in the magazine, but that's because Chris is the ACC and SEC coordinator uh, for the magazine. So, uh, you know, while Phil Steele obviously has uh, the final say and everything that goes in there, obviously Chris is putting in a ton of work and a lot of his thoughts and, and his takeaways on what he thinks is going to happen this season go in there. So I thought it was a great interview. Well, last year we had the Athlon folks on. Uh, this year we got Phil Steele. So we're going to try and keep doing that and make sure that we got people all up to speed on what, um, what the experts are thinking as we approach the season. So we'll be doing our second schedule breakdown podcast in a couple weeks probably that'll probably be the next time you hear from us um but i hope you guys enjoyed the interview today with uh chris van dyne and uh we'll talk to you soon go hokies